okay, we're getting real weird. Yeah, this is weird. Um, <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> That's the title of this episode. A, a urethra, urethra is a urethra. urethra. It's my turn for this one. Okay. I'll do it. Hi, everybody. Nothing. <laughs> Perfect. Great. Exactly what I wanted. <laughs> Thank you. Amazing. Good job, Xander. We planned this ahead of time. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Drager's going to say hi, and we're going to exit the room. <laughs> there we go. Misfit Raider got it. Hi, Dr. Nick. Thank you. One of our patrons is paying more attention than the host. Dr. Nick? Uh, you know, is sorry, that the Simpsons? Yes. Things. Hi, everybody. Oh. Hi, Hi, Dr. Nick. <laughs> you didn't do it in an outrageous accent for me. So uh, well, we potentially talked about doing the parasocial relationship stuff, and it just kept getting punted because that was the right thing to do. So now it's time Who to do it. Who is we, Dragor? What do you mean, <laughs> we? Hi, I'm Who Dragor. I am joined by my co-hosts, Pepper Coyote. Hello. And Xander the Blue. Hey, how's it going? Actually, I just realized, Xander, do you is that how you're doing your name intros still, or is that changing? Yeah. No, it's all it's all good. Xander's fine. Or are you are you slowly transitioning to Zanzan the Stabby? Zanzan the Stabby Cobalt? Well, no, I'm yeah. Xander Zandy whenever you want, but I'm still officially Xander the Blue. <clears throat> Xander, Xander the formerly that. blue. No, Xander is still change- blue. You should change to like Xander the Red, but not change anything about your character. Like, still be blue. And be like, why is. And if just anything, like, I refuse to explain. I'm more baby blue and like off yellow cream bullshit rather than the make your eyes bleed teal. So. <laughs> I remember that- discovering the word teal when I got a Game Boy Color and it was teal colored. And wow, my I don't know why I was so focused and blown away that you could call bl- like what is essentially blue but also green. Like, oh no, there is a, wor- a word for that, my son. There are many Jeez. different... <laughs> did you ever, did you never like go through and have discussions with friends about how wrong the certain Crayola crayon color names were? Well, you, you, the, you, you had me up until the word friends. <laughs> I just lived in the middle of nowhere. It's not like as sad. It's... <laughs> I didn't have tons of friends in school, and it's partly just because nobody lived there. So, like, once you burned bridges with the 20 kids in your kindergarten, it's like, well, it will be only us seeing each other for the next 13 years. Congratulations. (laughs) One of my favorite extreme metal bands, Gorgoroth, was fronted by a singer who came out as gay at, like, 34, 35. Mm -hmm. And he had... This guy was deemed very, very, very scary. He went to jail a couple of times. Uh, He's been deemed scary. You have been deemed scary. Because once he came out and he started doing, like, just being more of himself, you're like, oh, he's he's scary because, all right, the dude is capable of protecting himself. A A rival gang in Norway or something, like, put a hit out on him, and he caught the guy in his house, and instead of just, like, turning him in or just outright killing him, he kept him tied to a chair in a basement for, like, three days before turning him into the cops, and that's why he went to jail. I feel like I've heard this story. Yes, it's, this is too. this is Gal of Gorgoroth, and the notable thing that relates it to the school thing you said is they live in a spot where the only other kid his age, there was one other kid his age, 
and they graduate high school at 18, and the only other person he knew kills himself. Jesus. Oh. What is it with those bands? They all have weird lore, unlike like our American bands. Like in Sweden, <laughs> they're just like, ah, yes. It is Trans Day of Visibility, though, and we are a trans-majority podcast, so I, I seed the floor. <laughs> I'm Dragor. I'm they, them, non-binary, agender. I say a lot of this with that raising the voice question tone, because I, I, it's new. I'm still figuring it out. It's still year one for both of you, right? Like, at least in yeah. terms of, like, outness. Well, yeah. Yes and no, because I was doing that, I'm an ally. I'm going to use they, them pronouns on my badges and everything for, like, two or three years now. And so, like, subconsciously, sub the subconscious is a lot far ahead of the conscious. Uh-huh. Yeah, totally. Oh, boy. And you're both, like, you're not, neither of you are, like, quote, old, but you're both, like, grown people. You're definitely not at an age where anyone could say, oh, you're young and figuring things out. It's like, well, it's more like we're we're putting things into practice that we may have figured out a long time ago. <clears throat> yeah. I, I'm not as old as, say, uh, I have, I've only seen the first episode of Transparent as on Amazon, but uh, I believe that character comes out in their 50s or 60s, and I actually wanted to, t- I, I do want to see that series. Uh, but... I am 40 and I am going through this now, so later in life. And, and this is all because of new information. I did not know that uh, transition was available to non-binary people or, th- or, or those who not, do not fully identify one way. So that's what started me on my whole path, that new information. So that is visibility. And, 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 and you know, that's why this is so important. See, that's interesting in that you encountered that information and then it's it's like it, it it's a revelation, right? It was. Yeah. I didn't know. Yeah. Exactly. Whereas I was in a therapist's office and encountered that information and I did the same thing that I've always done when confronted with one of these things, be it, you know, gay originally. I'm like, "Oh, well, I can appreciate a dick, but hey, at least I'm not gay." And I remember hearing uh. about bottom surgery things to answer a lot of the problems and things I was talking about, and my response was just a very, "Yeah, but I'm not trans." Mm. Like that, just that, gut reaction. I'm not. I yeah, but I'm not a woman, or I'm not fully girly, or this or that, or not fem enough. And that that was my stopping gap for a lot of that stuff because when I was brought up, I was very feminine was taught to be bad, and I realize that now. It took took me a lot of self. Uh, re, it took me a lot of evaluating my surroundings growing up to realize that oh oh it was very much that way. Yeah, I think the first time somebody somebody brought out how just the the idea of like what is the most hate, hate in, in in big quotes like the most hated for, little subsect of American cultures and uh, somebody brought I think it was Lindsay Ellis they brought up like oh uh, it'd be like what teen girls like and then maybe try to examine why do we all hate teen girl things so much like Justin Bieber yeah. is like a teen girl thing and people go fuck him I want it like <laughs> it's ex- teen boy things. We make blockbuster movies about that. We're all going to watch the Transformers Michael Bay movie. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Like, basically, oh, what, what I hear from my, oh, don't be a pussy. Oh, look at that. Like, ah, look at, don't look at so girly this, that, like, constantly, like, that meant bad, which <clears throat> even my mom fed into that. Why is it so much grosser in, like, you know, general opinion to, like, be into Twilight as opposed to being into... Fuck, what's like a sh- I'm trying to think of a, sh- a schlock, like flipped gender equivalent, which it's hard to because teen boy culture is just 
mainstream pop culture, like everything. Call of Duty. <laughs> it's, there it's you go. Call of Duty. Marvel. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Marvel is teen boy no, culture, but yeah. teen girl it's, culture is put in this uh, horrible it's box. Power fantasies. <laughs> And a lot of muscles, but hey, we're not gay. And, you know, they're in spandex, but hey, we're not gay. Mm-hmm. And uh, <laughs> they get the girl, but the guy's more important than the girl. But you got to have the girl because, hey, we're not gay. It's fun living at a point where the Judeo-Christian values of that we've all kind of been told are just, this is how it is and it will always be forever, are getting so publicly and commonly questioned. That's That's neat. Well, and then let's bring it to capitalism. So I'm in tech tech and like programming being at the keyboard or you know switchboard operators doing the tech of our telecom systems was somehow deemed women's work <laughs> and like they invent like programming my entire career is a series of women that laid all of the groundwork yes this comes with asterisks but like that's what it was and it wasn't until basically banks and money were like ah we're going from paper and going to computers and now we need a man to do this <laughs> yeah yeah oh i mean i'm in the if you're in the elementary school band, if you're in the band world try to explain to me how we've gendered every instrument in the band oh, Jesus when did Christ. a clarinet become a feminine instrument when did the trumpet become a masculine instrument? Like it just—it's completely <laughs> because, arbitrary. Because and the random. trumpet is like farting, and you're supposed to brag about how loud of a sound comes out of your ass. And all the woodwind <laughs> is in your mouth. Wood in your mouth is gay, so that's oh got to be a God. woman's role. God yeah, that's why you got to learn like you—you got to learn like English horn. Or that's why all the fun goth kids would learn like bassoon or like Hell weird yeah. instruments that have that. Yeah, they haven't been claimed. Funny, tuba. Tuba is one of the most gender equitable instruments in my collegiate experience. It was like half and half guys and girls getting into tuba. (laughs) (laughs) One, tuba is a fun word to say. Yeah, it is. It is. Is is tuba, does anyone here or in the chat type it out? uh, Post some translations, you know, of tuba. Is it as fun to say in other languages as it is English? (laughs) I'm immediately trying to think like, what is German for tuba? Uh, I know that the the fun thing is, uh, what is it? I think Germans still call the trombone like the sax butt or something close. The sax That's a great butt? sax butt. Sax the butt is sax the predecessor. Butt. It's the predecessor to the trombone. That's just his actual name, and it's still called. Uh, <laughs> I'm pretty sure one of them, like French horns, are called like fagette, but written in English. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> you're just like, oh, what there. The fuck? You're looking at a score like, what is this? Oh, it's the right. <laughs> Of course, it's not the sound of the gaze, <laughs> or is it? This isn't the most. This isn't hateful Mozart, <laughs> is it? <laughs> this is not metal Mozart. Metal Mozart. I mean, we have hey, that now. A lot of heavy metal took inspiration from German composers. So, oh yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, back to back to the whole visibility thing. I want to uh, quick shout out to. Uh, people I watch like uh, James Stephanie Sterling who came out as trans NB and mentioned that they're going on HRT. And I was like, Oh, and I, that I didn't know like, Oh, well they're NB, but they're still going on HRT. That's, I didn't know that was not, I didn't know that was an option or just that, you know, it's just like that people are identifying NB and still transitioning was another visibility. Oh, that's a thing that is, it's an option that's out there. And and when people know that options are out there, they're more free to come out with who they are. So there is an excellent uh, uh, contrapoints 
video Natalie Wynn did that I watched a while ago that I kind of want to watch again. And it was around and like related to the whole, uh, you're being shit on Twitter. You're canceled. She's not. Um, not currently. But it was the trans trenders video. Yeah. And like that one in particular planted a lot of seeds for answering my fears of, okay, I've been doing this neutral pronouns thing. I believe in it from an intellectual standpoint that neutral first is just more inclusive, but there's more things bubbling up. And I'm always, I've always been afraid because my history is like the first time I came out did not go well. Mm. So like every step of the way, you know, on the one hand, you're told who gives a shit what other people think right up until what they think might come with physical consequences. Oh, absolutely. Well, Dragon, don't don't forget. What was the I talked I talked about bottom surgery for myself for a long time, but I told you like, oh, I would consider that, but I know that's not an option. But I wish I could just get it done and nobody else would know. And it yeah. just showed you how much yeah. I cared about Keep- that fear, you know. Keeping of, people's of- keeping people's personal choices personal, like it. I mean, I. I remember I remember the first time someone articulated to me because, you know, if you're just like coming from complete normie uh, cut from whole cloth, regular American liberal ideology that most people are working with, uh, mm. where how it's it, it used like I remember me used, using to think when I first heard about trans people as a concept, my um, my brain immediately went to. Yeah, but is there a penis or not? Like, that's all I would ever think was like, <laughs> well, what about the genitals? And then eventually someone just said, like, you know, that's not really anybody's business. Like, I don't understand. And, yeah, and unless it just it's immediately your business, clicked it's not your business. Exactly. <laughs> it just clicked immediately. That I'm like, I have never been in a situation where I well, not but not never, but I can't name many situations where that's relevant or going to be exposed either way. Because like, you don't walk up to people and grab like them in the 90, pants. Like 99.9% of your interactions do not involve can, your genitals. So. I can tell you uh, the following. Uh, the most time what is in your pants has come up as a logistics thing where decisions have to be made. You are on the road or you are snowmobiling and you have to bathroom break. And yeah. it's a little <laughs> bit more effort if you can't just whip it out. True. Yeah, that maybe if you're applying a climbing harness, you might to your yeah yeah your like hey, region. do we have to worry about injuring your balls? <laughs> like, are there balls I gotta get around here? Oh Can I just God. fucking tighten this? Like that. <laughs> all right, so all right, we've come up with two things yeah. out of all of the things. <laughs> Pretty niche. I will miss the efficiency. Not gonna lie. I've been meaning right. to ask you that, Xander. Like, are you what? prepared? I mean, yeah, I mean, come on, it's a, it's a pain. Of course. Fucking, you just gotta get one of those like coffee funnels and yeah, the fucking like what do you call? They they are called STP. They are stand to pee packers. And if you want to know more about that, I yeah. will gladly introduce you. Yeah, but yeah. Might, in might one have way, to. shape, or in, in one form or another, like they technically work, but you might deem it too much nuance and frustration. I to put I up probably with it. will. Not usually do that, but yes. Anyway, unless, like, Jesus Christ. I was going to say, unless you're really into sounding and then now you just want to be like, pee. have a tube packed in, you're like, you aha, could... I can still do it. <laughs> you could still sound. A urethra is a urethra. Okay, we're getting real weird. Yeah, this is weird. Um, <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> That's the title of this episode. A, a urethra, urethra is a urethra. urethra. Yup, that is. <laughs> that should absolutely be the title. Somebody write it down. Okay. <laughs> 
<laughs> a catheter, yes. Yeah, I know it's called that. a catheter, but if it's not attached to a bag, you can still paint your name in the snow. So, <laughs> so we had a listener question that was mailed into us through our email address. By the oh way, if God, you want I even to pasted ask, that. I forgot about it. If you want to ask us a question, you can email us at, well, if you go to lastminutepoliticsallwrittenout.com, like no punctuation or anything, lastminutepolitics.com, you'll find all of our links. If you want to give us Patreon money, get it there. Twitter, uh, we put stuff on YouTube, we have an email address. All of it is available there. Check it out. Uh, our listener question today is from Roman C., and I, I bring this up now because we're, we're kind of talking about different kinds of labels, but here's this. They say, I've been listening to your podcast since the beginning, and I've been really enjoying it. It's provoked a lot of thought and also uh, been very entertaining. You mentioned at one point uh, that you take questions. There's a question. What, in quotes, label would you be most aligned with politically speaking? And how did you arrive at your current uh, alignment? And then have a, have a good day. Thank you very much, Roman. I hope you have a good day, too. So, not talking about gender identity, but about political affiliation identity. Does anyone have one to go, or me? <laughs> Ooh! Yeah! Give it time. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yeah, depending on how old they go. <laughs> Yep. I was definitely a liberal in 2004. <laughs> but I, I was, was a like meritocracy 15. capitalist, y'all. I was 13. What was I? I didn't even. <laughs> I was 13 uh, and I knew I didn't like George W. If you're of a certain age and you were like figuring out queerness, hating W was pretty obvious. Yeah. Well, yeah. It's like actually the first election didn't go on the, with the queerness. That was a weird fucking election. I, I didn't even have that many opinions about it. But anyway, like I wasn't politically engaged yet. So what are you now? What do you most identify with now? Yes, that was the question. I'm so sorry. Uh, the, so now, obviously the left, I'm see, I say socialist or sock dem or dem sock. I know there's a difference. I don't quite understand that. Democratic socialist, yeah. That's a, but that's anyway, a like... Yeah, more of a Bernie Bernie uh, style, because I think that's the most realistic one of being accomplished. And I, I guess that's, yeah, I guess I'm a Bernie. If I'm not wrong, I think it's that a democratic socialist practices mm. social democracy. Like, I want social democracy, therefore, I, want, like, I think that's how it works, but I'm not sure. Okay, so, okay. Like, my thing... Uh, I I don't. There's so many effing labels, and like no one knows what any of them mean. So I, so I instead I, I've chosen my two X and Y axes of my. Well, they're not even X and Y axes because they don't touch each other. Of like my political, the political way, the way I try to think of these in big swaths because there's so many labels and people have different interpretations. Like wow, say socialism, no one agrees on what that word means. So I think of things in either your capitalist. Or anti-capitalist, mm. and then from there you either go towards authoritarian or libertarian. Yeah. So I am a anti-capitalist, libertarian, anti-capitalist, which it's would be a, as opposed to an authoritarian anti-capitalist, which is closer to. So authoritarian means you want a strong central government and possibly a central leader figure that then tells you what to do, and the state has lots of control over you. 
Libertarian is the opposite. <laughs> I don't want yeah. capitalism, but I also do not want the states to have really much power over me at all. <laughs> like, I don't like the cops. I think the president should not be a job anyone has. I don't think any single person should be a leader, like have that much power. Uh, political parties, like everything else kind of comes from that. My desire for the state to be uh, not able to dominate me financially, economically. <laughs> I always yeah. get... Go ahead, Dragger. Well, all right. So I don't know. I, I'll say socialist. I'll say democratic socialist. Uh, the more I look into it, the more like, oh, yeah, that, that really sounds like some form of communist. Uh, obviously, incredibly anti-capitalist. Capitalism is inherently unethical because it's saying money is the most important thing. No, a human life is. So anyone who argues that can fuck off. But the part I have issue with is like, okay, day to day, I agree. I'm probably a more on the libertarian side of things because that's the freedom I want. But in practice, there needs... I don't know what structure needs to be in place to stop the abuses that individuals or small groups when they coordinate. So, like, if everyone's living in harmony, you're fine. It's when the bad actors get together to disrupt it, and if they're more organized, they're going to fuck you up. So, like, the obvious answer to that is to have a codified system that has the power to react to a bad actor in that way. So, mm -hmm. like, that's clearly authoritarian to some degree. But, like, mm -hmm. I don't want that organization like dictating the path of life, I want it to say, we've agreed to give power to this organization to step in when an unknown powerful thing shows up to fuck up the ideals we have. You make it temporary. A loose like you hand. Could, yeah. It's, in my thing, it'd be like, well, if there is a, a thing going on that the community is against, you then rally your neighbors and you and your neighbors form a temporary angry mob to go oh, deal no, with it's Twitter. <laughs> Shit. Yeah, but if it's on a personal neighbor level, there are a lot of systemic and social and like just from a project management organizational thing that keeping that transient is on its own kind of by default a vulnerability to the organized groups mm. or like the organized groups will exploit that as a vulnerability. Well, I was going to say one thing real quick is uh, I'd say we're in all in general against hierarchies in like, especially in the big terms of Bezos has all the money. <laughs> Unjustified hierarchies. Yeah. Oh, totally. yeah. Unju unjustified hierarchy. Interesting. OK. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Totally. Right. What well, Pepper just started saying it. A justified hierarchy is I don't know shit about farming. Mm -hmm. So maybe as yes. far as national planning on how to use a limited resource, I shouldn't have as much of a say as the fucking scientists that dedicated their lives to agricultural development. What? Trust yeah. in, Our hierarchy in, is in expertise? By money. What is this bullshit? <laughs> it's not the America I know. Ugh. Can't trust those eggheads. They, have, they, don't, they don't know how to run a business. Oh, fuck. Sorry. I'm sounding like my dad. If you had to, if you had to pick a big word to throw me into, the one I like the most is anarcho syndicalism. The idea being it's anarchy, but not not anarchy like the Republicans say, which no, is like, it's like not liking capitalism. It's like furry not convention a anarchy. <laughs> Seriously, yes. the first furry. thing I heard of anarchy was like Mad Max. Like I think that's how it was sold to me. Capitalism that's, is getting yeah. us closer that's to Mad Max than any anarchist ever right. has. You, you bet you're, you're not wrong. If, all the complaints. All the complaints people say that anarchy would lead to are what currently are ha is happening. Joe Biden comes out and he's like, do not become addicted to water. 
Oh my god, it is a Morton <laughs> Joe. Holy shit. And Morton Joe's here. Oh shit. But I caucus with the Democratic Socialists. I think that that is a, a, I am perfectly happy. Like if if after all of our shenanigans what we end up is America being a lot closer to Sweden, that's still better. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> that's my spot. What about either of you? Do you both just demsock? Do you have a different <sighs> Yeah. Word you want to throw out for yourself? Honestly, I say, I personally say the word that as of whatever the situation is, seems to one have the least baggage attached and two, more importantly, has the most positive energy attached. So Bernie Sanders tapped into a lot of energy in the way a lot of people were feeling and he is a democratic socialist. So I say that because that has the highest chance of anyone understanding what the fuck it is I want, even like 25% of the way. Same. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Agree. <sighs> All right, next, boom. Let's keep these topics rolling. Look at us. That was a nice clean end. All right, so... Um, Jaguar, go for it. Yeah, uh, parasocial relationships. I'm not going to do the standard YouTube of, let's bring up the definition of a parasocial relationship. <laughs> well, what <laughs> but, is a parasocial relationship? <laughs> there you go. But uh, the, the lay term that I will give uh, as far as, like... For anyone who doesn't know what we're about to talk about, it's essentially a misalignment between two people on what the relationship between them <laughs> is. So yeah, if people you think are, they know you and they don't. Yes. And like the greatest example, you know, the the most extreme example, you could say the not going to abduct you stalkers, just like really way too into you obsession stalkers, is the most extreme form of a parasocial relationship. Because they get to see everything you do, and you as the person putting stuff out there has sometimes no idea of the other person. Yeah. So, like, what we just did today on this mm. podcast, for especially between Xander and I, <laughs> we just gave a bunch of intimate details about ourselves and our lives and our journeys. These are things that before the internet, you, you wouldn't get access to unless you really knew someone. Mm -hmm. So there's like there there was a presumption of friendship, but we're out there. We're on Twitter, and follower count, by the way, has no value as far as like your worth as a person. It's just a measure of how many people might be seeing the thing you say. Mm -hmm. So, uh, Xander, and especially you, Pepper, there's a lot of people that think they know a lot more about you just because they see you post personal things or detailed things, or they just straight up have a track record and can say, oh yeah, I remember when Pepper did X, Y, and Z four years ago. Mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. you, Pepper, might not even remember that because you have a lot more moments in between. They have just what you talked about. Right, so right. that's that's the premise. The first question I want to... So there's a couple of different groups. There's small. There's group chats, small social groups, Twitter... And then bigger groups, which I'm just putting in the convention bucket. Uh, so I want to jump right into uh, the Paragon of. This is something I think a lot of furries in their small groups have some experience with. Mm. Uh, and so the biggest of this example is I'm going to go with Boozy Badger. Is Boozy Badger the only furry lawyer? Yeah. Xander? Pepper? No, he is not. <laughs> 
No, no. There. Uh, it's funny because there's there's like a, a furry lawyer like click now. There is. <laughs> like, they all talk to each other. Yes. <laughs> Which like is fine. Yeah, yeah. But it's just interesting. I'm not laughing because it's wrong. The reason just, I ask you wouldn't expect it. Depending on how you look at Twitter, if you follow various furry twitters, or especially in like any of the convention circuit Twitter, uh, you might go, "Oh, it's just boozy." Or if there's others like. They're not as successful as Boozy. Like, there's all these weird misattributions to it. Oh, sure. Or, uh, Xander, in your in your Dragget Show mm-hmm. Telegram group, how many times are you tagged with dragon things that don't actually directly relate to you, who you are, <laughs> or what you are currently doing? Oh my God, you have no idea. I get so much Furby. <laughs> sh- I get so much Furby shit. You have no idea. Well, you, so there's you, you, one that it is related to you. That is based true. on a bit you did. That is a bit I did. But you're right. Dragon things here, Xander. Look, absolutely. You're right. You know, uh, if fur is in a group or just on Twitter at large, a common parasocial trope that many people participate with in fur is transformation. TF. Yeah. It's a bit. It's a shtick. But depending on the group you're in, there's nothing saying someone can't post something about TF in a group if that's in the group's rules. But why does everyone have to go out of their way to tag fur as if there's some kind of authority or paragon? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, like, uh, Xander or Pepper, do you have a version of that that, like, you just witnessed it for the first time or you went, that's weird? Like what? What was your first time going? Something is mismatched here. The worst part, worst part is I literally did that. I tagged fur because I'm like, haha, fur, check this shit out. And I didn't think of it as in like <laughs> that way. But yeah, ah, goddamn it. Anyway, see what you have to do is choose a character like coyotes. There's only like five pictures of coyotes on the whole internet, and they've all mm-hmm. already been sent to mm-hmm. me. So I'm excited if someone finds a new cute coyote picture because like none. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody gives a shit about coyotes. If you're a wolf or a fox, oh my god! Tyler, what was the question? Place. What was Talk your about times we have the your experience with that type of parasocial interaction being the the paragon of dragons, the paragon of kobolds? You are the authority on all things Furbies, Ander. Um, when did first you first time, notice it? Honestly, the first time I had a weird parasocial relationship, I created the RPG Maker Pavilion. And that was like the hub for RPG Maker shit. And I had this weird cult of personality people looking up to me for creating this thing. And that was always there. And it was weird. And so I, I first got that taste of that. And uh, it's un- it is weird and uncomfortable because you are put on a pedestal for whatever reason. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And it's just in the background, and and like, but they think they know everything about you. But like you were saying before, I don't want to kick off of the topic and tell me if this is too like I don't want to go digress into this, but just kind of explain how I think about it. Like these phenomenon are, I believe, uh, enti- cultivated by the market. It's not like the market made us start doing it, but yeah. people noticed that it was happening, and now we're encouraged to form parasocial relationships with fucking Wendy's. Uh-huh. Like, that's what so, Twitter is. Twitter is all these brands yeah. we're trying to be like, we're not a product you buy, we're a friend you have? They are, yeah, they like are Nabisco. Oh. <laughs> they do, oh, it's a lifestyle. Dragger. Triscuits are a lifestyle now. <laughs> I want to get into what you're saying because 
what uh, you were saying when I first, you know, what, what was what's that, what was that experience like as far as I, I, you realize sometimes that you might be doing things because you realize you have an audience and you're like, oh, wait, am I, am I doing things for the right reasons? And you like you hear what I'm we're, saying? So Oh, absolutely. Yeah. So are you being objectified by your own audience because they think of you as a product and the only product things they know are dragon. Here's dragon <laughs> picture. Yeah. TF. So they're the brand of TF skunks. So here's Well, so <laughs> let's let's get TF into skunks. the because the hybridization of it is just it's what people sometimes do because that's how they are, or it's a marketing thing because they realized it's a brain hack. So mm. Uh, I very specifically, whenever I do any of this, uh, I am as coarse as I can be with it. I have said the phrase in chat to people several times. I'm sorry. We are not that familiar. Yeah. The opposite of that is Wendy's going, where are you part of the Wendy's family? Yeah. The The fuck does that mean? (laughs) It it is literally, it is baiting that thing in your brain. When someone says you are their chosen family. Like, especially in furry, that's a very important thing. Uh, yeah. You know, there's a lot of us that once we turn 18, that's the freedom to get out from abuse or just people that don't care. You know, for a lot of people, myself included, furry is a chosen family. So to have a fucking brand say, you're you're part of our family, you're part of the Xbox Brigade, you're part <laughs> Oh my god. Mm. Gamers are the I think gamers are the biggest ex- the uh not the biggest the most extreme, but probably the largest group that that like the horribly abusive industry that is the mainstream game the triple AAA game industry has made a parasocial relationship with its own fans. Like, how many people get on why why the hell would you get on the internet and defend Ubisoft, so, a corporation uh, let, let me... who doesn't give a shit about you? So <laughs> As much as I'm fascinated by that topic, I'm going to draw a line there and say that is a different part of it that I don't as much want to get into. Uh, mm. I, the, well, if I made it about the brand of, smaller ones, the brand of me. Well, so what you're like, talking about in particular, like when the people come to rep for Elon Musk or Microsoft for whatever fucking reason, or NVIDIA like I used to do back in the day, as if I had any insight other than what carefully careful PR they release... That that's more like standing for a brand, which in itself is also weird. I mean, the emotional kernel of you perceiving them as a friend, because if people perceive me as their personal friend, even though we've never met, and I say something that would upset them, it's gonna hit way harder than if oh, that is a musician that exists. No, it's that is my friend who came, comes to my Thanksgiving, like, in, in your mind. That's not, And this right. is, like, all ape lizard brain shit. It's not consciously deciding this. It just happened. I had somebody on a podcast leave completely unrelated to any of us, and I sat there, and it hit me like they had been killed. And I'm like, no, they just aren't on the podcast. And I was like, why am I feeling this hard about this complete rando yes. who I've never met in my whole life? <laughs> so that, that aspect, like, what the person that is... I don't want to say too involved, but I guess that's kind of what we're going with, or that has more emotional stake than perhaps the detached reading of the evidence would imply. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Because, like, how many times have any of us seen someone in... How many of us have seen someone get chastised for it and then seen that person, like, completely break down or take, take deep offense to that? 
like I, I don't know about y'all, but I've had someone say to me, like as a rebuttal to when I said, hey, we're not that familiar, this, this, I thought we were friends. <laughs> and like the, I did not handle it. You just I don't know how to stuff. handle it best, but I'm like, well, I talk to my friends regularly. I see them in person as much as I can. And I play games with them when I can. When did we do that? <laughs> and then I got blocked. Wow. You can't be just a creator of things. Like, <laughs> imagine trying to be like, I'm going to make movies and that's it. And I don't, there is no element where anyone should start attaching emotional values to. It's impossible. That's just how we operate now. That's just how at least U.S. culture is. You can't just be a baker. You have to be like, here's the, all the emotional reasons why you should want to buy my bread. Oh, Jesus Not Christ, just, here yes. is good bread. Yeah. So, <laughs> you can't just make bread. It's like I make bread, and I come from a broken home, like like or some shit. Yeah, exactly. Like, I, yeah. Or you're just going out of business in a week if they you have don't. To like, give you, you the got reason. the market dictates. Yeah. Well, fucking. That, well, <laughs> never. That's a different thing. I'm about the whole to make recipes something. put the stories to make them copywritable. Say it, Keep say going, Dragger. Oh, someone said, uh, you know, role model or hero, and I'm about to make it about wrestling. It's why one of my favorite heels or villains in wrestling is identifying themselves as a role model. Like, yes, kill your heroes. <laughs> so the market aspect of parasocial relationships is specifically geared against they don't want us to talk about boundaries. And the obvious answer to all uh -huh. of this is to just be as bare and blunt as you can about boundaries. Uh, I just realized I have, something, but you yes. go ahead, Dragger. Sorry, I, I was gonna say I lost it. Now you go. Damn it! God damn it! I'm so sorry. Okay, <laughs> so here's my realization. I I, I I swear it's worth it before it's gone. It's that fucking big. Okay, the the big the big boys say uh, who you someone you watch Pepper. I can't remember. It says, "Oh, my friends, my you are my family." They Philip DeFranco. Phil DeFra yeah. <laughs> Philip DeFranco. Yeah. Philip DeFranco. I like exactly. him a lot, but he started saying family and I hate it. Right. <laughs> family. And that is a thing Phil, that happened in Phil, the 70s. Phil, if I can't apparently. pay my car. Like the personalization uh, of the office and saying we are a family, we are together in this. That started in right the 70s. Right when the unions apparently. started going away. What's up? Started getting start, as soon as they started getting rid of unions. Crazy. Yeah, yeah, right. We are all in, oh, wow. in this and we are all a family or some shit. It's like, <laughs> fucker, you're not my family. And so they will push that because it works for the marketing aspect. So, like, to, to, to get the monies, they know they can hit that vein. You were asking. You were saying it always has to be a story. Oh, totally. Like, here's this person, and here's why you should care about them. And I don't know if Have that's a human some... thing that we need to validate, unfortunately. It's like, that, and think how gross that is. Have you ever had someone explain to you why their firing was justified? <laughs> yes. <laughs> I've had people who like the shitty, like, oh, I've known friends who work at Walmart and they are in a completely messed up way, not working at Walmart anymore. And they will walk you through why in their mind they've justified to themselves. Why? Oh, well, you see Walmart had to help Walmart. So it's really, I'm not even mad. Like, because the alternative so many is levels acknowledging of how powerless and fucked you are. And that is uh, absolutely like, all right, I'm going to make this That's, dark a little bit. So no, this ahead. is a, this is a trigger warning. For everyone here, I'm oh shocked dear. I'm able to do this right now. Uh, this is a suicide trigger warning. A very dear That's friend fair. of mine killed himself. Um, I talked about it at closing ceremonies of First Squared 2020. We had not found him. We didn't know where he was. And that happened. And yeah. in the note was opting out of society because he was systematically fucked. Like, he, he, I have never met someone who has had so many jobs and bad jobs on top of it. 
abusive jobs day in day out uh the little bit of help that he was able to get from myself and like everyone around he was getting help but like the oppression of the system leaning into it because mm -hmm. he did see it for that there was no more rationalizations he never really was the type of person that would do it so like is i am not surprised to hear about many people justify the abuse that capitalism does to them because that that is that is shaping the narrative that is taking ownership of the narrative and your and your destiny it's it is that same vigor that uh, as xander's pointed out by your that world. uh the self-help right-wing well, industry taps into constantly that's the thing. it's a bitter bitter pill <laughs> Yes. It all works in tandem, right? Yes. You have the problem, they sell you the problem, then they sell you the solution, and like none of it ever actually does anything. It just helps you live with, I guess, until you the best, fucking die from I, I your watch and study and I, I, I have delved into self help for a long time. My dad gave me eight habits of highly effective people, all that shit. I followed followed Tony Robbins, all that stuff. What's interesting about it is and I think it's all bullshit, by the way. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> what's interesting about it is the way I heard, the best way I've heard it described is says when you're in that room, they are selling that feeling that you will feel that way forever, that you will carry that feeling with you, and that feeling of we are all succeeding right now in this room because we're here. And it's the present bias weirdness of we're in this. Yeah, we're winning right now, and. It's a product. It's 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 gross, and 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 it is what it is. So, I think part of the way to move forward that, and this obviously comes with certain job risks. If you are doing this at a job, uh, I won't lie. For what I'm about to say, my heart skipped a beat several times over the past several years at this current role. Mm. Is as, as I was saying this about the parasocial relationship stuff is drawing boundaries. Uh, so I am very lucky and privileged to have the role I do and be in tech, but that still, I have lost jobs because I have been outspoken. I have been fired not because my work was bad, but because I was agitating the status quo. Yeah. And part, a big part of that is I would do it very angrily. So, you know, that was causing further friction. But like, uh, so I'm part of the interview team at my day job now. I am in like the worst, most disgusting position of power over people's lives that is just possible <laughs> at, for where well, I'm I mean, at without work actually for the... being in control. Like I'm being used as a pawn. You don't work for FEMA or anything, at least. <laughs> no. Uh, but I went through Private the company. list of questions and I went through, I, had to, I, had, I rewrote how I said it several ways, but like one of the questions they wanted to ask a candidate was, who's your biggest inspiration? Fuck huh. off. Yeah. One, it's irrelevant. Mm. Two, the answer you think you're getting out of it means you think way more about yourself than you are actually, like, you didn't train to be a sociologist or a psychologist. That's not going to tell you anything other than buy into your confirmation biases. <laughs> they just start bringing up What if up they just said Joseph Engels? <laughs> right? For your fucking job interview. We, we had a section <laughs> of our questions that were labeled emotional intelligence, and not a single oh, person Jesus. involved writing this has a degree relevant to that. Yeah. And this is in the job situation where I was able to actually affect change and get that crap out of there because I phrased it straight up from the, 
Well, what does that have to do with writing test automation code? What does that have to do with being on our team? What you're asking for, you don't actually care about their answer because we as a team are already dictating these things. All you need to know is when you tell them yeah. that, are they okay with it? <laughs> and they're probably going to lie to you and say yes anyway because I even brought this up. This is my back-padding moment. I said, well, given the power dynamic of how hiring goes, all of these answers for these questions are irrelevant because any smart interviewer is going to feed you what you want. <laughs> Shit, are you so is stealing from the company wrong? Yes. <laughs> you wouldn't download a car. Yeah, I would. No. <laughs> what if You're that was a job interview question? The, Holy shit. The biggest weakness and biggest strength. I'm like, get those out of there. Oof. And the big thing I leaned into that allowed me nothing. to say all of this, I'm like, well, to be clear, we've all been around the block for how many years in our careers? Who here actually knows how to hire someone with certainty? <laughs> and no one, no one raised their hand. Like, I asked that, and... No one took the bait. Oh, but, man. So, like, I'm so glad that the... That was a long-winded way. I apologize. That was a long-winded way of saying, like, you have to enforce boundaries. Be it in, in the corporate setting, in the job setting, you risk losing your job. But in the... We're on oh. Twitter. We're at FurCons. We all have the ability to enforce and talk about boundaries outside of enforcement whenever we want. Yes, it's just I'm the worst to talk about work boundaries because I get I, my advice. Like I don't keep a lot of the like monotonous jobs I've had because <laughs> usually I'm, I'm I can't pretend I can't look busy. I just can't do it. It's like look busy. The boss is coming. I'm like, what do you do? I, I have no work to do. What do I do? Yeah. <laughs> it's like, just throw something on the ground. Start cleaning <laughs> it. Like okay. Yeah. Hey Xander. <laughs> what? Hey Xander. Hey what? This is a bit of a sudden question but i think you'll have a couple of immediate answers for this when you were at wms what were uh -huh. some of the disgusting parasocial relationships and uh boundary crossing that they did oh god damn oh, there's yeah. one i can bring up for you do it do it uh your boss would do the performative thing of basically like building social standing through the team and if people weren't laughing at his shitty jokes oh, you were fucking ostracized vibe was so what, bad what is it the 50s seriously oh but you have no idea <laughs> tell it baby shitty joke vibe uh, like you're on the brady bunch set is like weird and then like you have to <laughs> laugh at everything and play along or else you're a fuddy-duddy it's, I'm very good at boss schmoozing. That's really my skill. <laughs> I mean, honestly, the boss was cool, but I guess it, he was responsible for that environment, but whatever. All right. I want to, uh, we have, well, not I want to, we got one last uh, topic, I, but I, Drag or you should introduce it. You, are the, you have the most stakes in it. Okay. So uh, I'm going to scroll up. It vaguely relates to everything else, I, too. I am. <laughs> uh, I want to find the Peter Coffin tweet that started this whole thing. Oh, boy. While they're pulling up that tweet, let me vaguely explain the situation. So, like, okay, I got it. I don't want to. I don't want to get parasocial about it. But Peter Coffin is a is a leftist person on the internet that I enjoy the opinions of, and I say it carefully because I don't want to be like Peter Coffin is a person I like because that's not <laughs> what I like. For the record, Pepper, <laughs> we're trying to get away from that. I have seen videos of 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 theirs before and enjoyed them. So. Yeah, like like I have enjoyed their content before. So, but I do have issue with a lot of things they say as well. So, 
I'm sure. Well, that's also the that's the value of me not saying I like yeah, as yeah, a yeah. person, as a human. It's like, oh, this thing they wrote. But they had a tweet talking about uh, being. Uh, t- oh, so you, I've Jagger, got the tweet. The I'm going to read the tweet. So Peter Coffin and I do not follow Peter Coffin. I've seen a video here and there, and it seems to line up with a lot of leftist stuff I'm into. Other than that, I don't know that much, and that's part of my point of bringing this up. Because right. it also exposes you know, Twitter problems. But Peter Coffin says the idea of a, quote, vegan world, unquote, is not just impractical, but it's also imperialist. My initial comment to this to Xander and Pepper was uh, paraphrased. This is where I scratch my head and go. This sure sounds like you're willfully ignoring what I said every, that was an exaggeration, what a lot of ethical vegans want. Mm. And how Pepper read into that was very different than what I got out of it, in part because Pepper understands where Peter Coffin's coming from. So well, Also, for context, I realize when I read these things, and everyone else should know that I acknowledge this, Peter phrases shit on Twitter to start fights. Like, specifically, he phrases things to be as conflicty as gosh, possible. Gosh, no wonder so. why you like him. <laughs> oh, but does that justify kind of it is the question. <laughs> no, so like, my point, so the original thing. So, like, Xander's saying, like, does that justify it? So, from my personal standpoint, and this will be the kickoff for us to go, is, all right, so you have vegan world in quotes, so that's a generalization, but the 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 <laughs> the meat of it is Ayo. no dead animals mm-hmm. and also no animal products. I am actually I am not fully on board with a vegan world. I am more of a vegetarian world. Mm-hmm. Uh and then saying that it's impractical is odd because the science basically counters that regularly. Uh and that it being imperialist was one of the weirder ones for me. <laughs> but I'm also an anti-theist, so, like, what are you advocating for? And I think I understand. So the reason there are a lot of... Uh, Pepper, do you want to lay the groundwork for where I understand he's coming from? Because the sure. the capitalist like vegan activism explains this, explains why he said imperialist. Yeah, I don't, the only reason I say the thing I said before is just because I don't, I don't want to sound like I'm defending the wording or phrasing of things. Right. And I don't want to seem like, oh, I'm going to go to every corner of logic to make sure this tweet is acceptable. But That's not what I'm trying you, to do. You phrased I'm just and trying gave to context from it. to where he's coming from in a way that I did not know. Well, I think there's two different parts of when people hear the word vegan, what the hell we're even talking about. Because I think on one hand, there are the vegan, the, the ideals and uh, more morality and ethics involved with it like one part what vegan is which is not consuming animal products and being against animal cruelty like that's why right most vegans don't eat it because of the cruelty involved being against animal cruelty is very different from the dole company packaging and marketing capital v vegan (laughs) consume (laughs) buy your subscription to vegans today (laughs) yes and that concept, when you throw out the word imperialist, it's like, okay, I kind of can assu- see the angle we're coming well, from Well, so here, draw the line to, if you want, or yeah. otherwise I'll make an attempt, and Xander, you're free to as well. Like, mm-hmm. why did he say that the idea of that is imperialist? This is foundational to the argument. Oh, it's because vegan shit's expensive. 
it's a consumer if you view it as a consumer identity and an excuse for companies corporations and we all know that so a part of that is like well why, why would i buy from that company we all acknowledge that the same couple of companies control all of food in america well, like, and i've heard interviews where they talk about the vegan stuff makes some money and then once they have that money they'll take that money from the vegan shit you bought and use it to expand their factory cow torturing operations and there's nothing you can do to stop or even know if they do that or not i don't know if we got rid so, of not wanting to get out of rid of meat eating right away or if that would affect it though so that's if we paid I'm the real coming. prices like if capitalism and subsidies weren't a thing and you were paying real prices for meat and animal products that are made ethically, uh, the price of those things would be so high such that unless you were incredibly well-to-do, you could not afford to have it with the regularity and, we do today. Yeah. And the other half is that vegetables would be way cheaper. Yes. Uh, so the last <laughs> the part, sorry. I was trying to get you to say something, Pepper, that we kind of went oh, into. What? So in particular, <laughs> the capitalism stealing of vegan as a brand is also imperialist because especially uh if you're in canada but this is incredibly true in the united states uh capitalism pushing veganism is absolutely fucking over and is basically doing a disinformation campaign against any uh tribes or native oh, folk yeah. in the lands <laughs> yeah. mm. if you eat meat you must be bad and no it's if you don't if you're eating vegan you probably have at least a slightly more money than pe like not that you have to <laughs> be rich to i remember the meme that like my vegan lunch cost a dollar 95 but i guess that's <laughs> too much <for laughs> but it's the idea that you can like bootstrap your way out of all of the ethical things that i agree with vegans uh, also another thing i want to say just so it's on tape i think vegans when it comes to the or the moral and ethical and the planetary how factory farms are like d also contributing massively to climate change like more than each of us individually driving cars like consumer automobiles do far less than cow farts do to the air <laughs> so they're right i agree with vegans and their moral economic goals i agree with also i think that has been aped by companies who know that people with a little more money and can have the time to so even think about what they're eating. Here, Pepper, here, yeah. here's where I here's where I worry, because like I always worry when I get people like that's totally a fucking. <laughs> forgive me, but it's totally a fucking Nazi ar argument. They'll be like, ah, you trust, you, the 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 companies going woke. Like ah, yes, they're the companies are going woke, so they're they're take Nikes, doing this and they're they're giving in to people taking the knee and stuff like that. So. That's totally one of the arguments they use. You can't trust capitalism because they'll uh, for what they're doing. So, so when I hear that, it's it it does remind me of that. So, I don't th what. So here's what I'm trying to say is I don't think it's necessarily if capital if capitalists do a quote unquote good thing. If I could boil us down to the most bare shit, like when they take a stand for LGBT rights and stuff like that. It's not necessarily, yes, it should be distrusted, but it's not necessarily inherently bad. And I guess that's where I come from when I hear, ah, it's imperialist. It's like, is it? Coors advertises at gay pride parades. There is a Coors table at our local thing. Yeah. Coors donates a lot of money to anti-LGBT causes. Mm. <laughs> like, well, and that's so one where like that. they should be but kicked vegans. out and not allowed. Then that's why. Yeah. Uh, who is the alcohol maker? Um, 
Ooh. Oh, shoot. They make a rye that I don't have anymore because fuck them. Um, Jim, uh, Jim Beam, Jack Daniels? <laughs> yeah, but if a company does a Bullet. good thing for the gays, good, I guess. I don't know. So Bullet, back in the day, they're called, uh, they were bootleggers. So, like, hey. fuck yeah to shitty government. How I support bootleggers in <laughs> that topic. And uh, one of the family owners, or like the whole family, uh, they hate the gays. And one of their, like, it is a family business. Uh, one of the daughters or people in it, forgive me if I have the details wrong, but I think lesbian or just, you know, not straight. Sure. And either left or was pushed out or it's some gray area like that. And I'm like, you're an alcohol company. Who gives a shit? Why would you donate? Why would you use your company as a platform? And, yeah. like, this gets into what Pepper specifically is saying. It's like, whether you're using your company for a platform for good or evil, that you're doing it at all means capital is driving the message. Uh, true. It's kind of, yeah, we do want to, it's why we want to keep the big fucking weird companies out of furry, right? <laughs> yes. Do we want nicer corporations in charge or do we want corporations out of power? I want, I want corporations not in control, but until we get yeah. there corporations participating in visibility is directly going to lead to less suicides. Ah, it's true. Let me do one more little philosophical, the way I'm framing my thinking. Yeah. So uh, this is, don't, no one take any of this personally. I'm going to speak about nebulously the liberals. The <laughs> so we know that the, yeah, right. We know that uh, most American, like liberalism is the prevailing ideology of the entire, what we call the Western world, like Western Europe, Canada, US, a lot of Mexico. It's, it's all liberals, like normal capitalist country, Japan, liberals. It's just, <laughs> you know, do the market, follow the rules, you get ahead. And we all we criticize uh, right right wing liberals or Republicans for talking about bootstrapping your way out of problems, where your individual responsibility, your individual contribution, can somehow overcome all of the systemic weights on you. It's not that the the entire country and like your generational poverty and you were born without an education or you fucking you were born without a frontal lobe, whatever. It's not that. It's you just have to work harder and get your job and then you can overcome all of these disadvantages through work. Hey Dragger. I the left oh go do yeah. Dragger, what was the worst lip shit you heard recently? I I'll say it if you don't want to. I don't remember. Say it. Ah <laughs> uh, People just have to wait. The, the smart, the smart, good people have only only been in charge for a couple months now. <laughs> oh, <laughs> yes, yeah. that so is the, a thing left, I actually that that we actually heard. The left liberal version, like bootstrapping ideology, absolutely exists on the left liberal Fuck. spectrum as well, or the Democrats. Except instead of being work harder to overcome your problems, they at least acknowledge that that's kind of bogus. But it's instead buy better and you individually can have uh like in, can impact social issues the idea of the the way you spread rights is by buying different things <laughs> which still just recoups all of your revolutionary energy into giving money to the people with all the money well and it's not even necessarily kind of, revolutionary energy it's their target it demographic <laughs> are people that are libs but you have this bernie sanders movement cats out of the bag we're talking about it, and we're going to keep talking about it. It ain't going anywhere. Andrew Yang was on the national stage and talking about UBI. It's there. You can't ignore it. You have to do something about it if you want to maintain the status quo. So the other energy they're tapping into 
is the uh, it's hard work to do a lot of those things. So if they, if you can get that brain just, juice for, just well, buy. I did something. I did. You know, it's it's not as much as I could do. Of course, it's not as I much as this I could smoothie do. But I instead did of something. that smoothie. <laughs> I bought my way into activism. Man, I wish there was a way, like a certain person, that we could give enough money to that they would fix things. <laughs> but it's it's just a fantasy. It's like we might as well be like, oh, if we give Elon Musk all our money, he, a smart and good boy, will <sighs> know, fix right? Earth. A lot of people think that. A lot of people really think that's what will happen. Like they think he's going to save the world. And like. But and my issue with that as well is, it's a fundamental rejection of what is actually going on. How many articles do I have to put forward on how abusive his companies are? Yeah. Oh well, ends justify the means. He's gonna bring this communications network and fix all this stuff. I'm like yes, those things are good, but how it's happening is anti-democratic, and there's abuse in the companies where it's happening. Mm-hmm. Apparently Bezos and them think they're genuinely helping people. Like we saw that last Twitter thing where they were like, look, we are. Oh, the, my favorite tweet was, if you want to hear Bernie Sanders talk about $15 an hour, you can come to his speech. If you want to get paid $15 an hour, become an Amazon employee, which drives me fucking insane because when they did that price increase, they did it while simultaneously removing bonuses completely from those employees. <laughs> so they had a net loss in income, yes. but they still get to waive around their $15 cock. And, and I see other randos on the internet going, Amazon is a liberal company and and I'm like I wish you knew what the word liberal meant because you're correct but what they mean is they, <laughs> they think they're saying communist yeah. they think oh Amazon is a communist company who is paying their employees and you, ooh, you start to remember that we don't live in the same dimension <laughs> yeah hey I've talked about it before but I went through the gamut of interviewing at Amazon years ago and I have never felt more dehumanized in my life they're succeeding in messaging. People are convinced, oh, I guess, with this weak-ass shit that Amazon is somehow, uh, like, Amazon and Bernie Sanders are in the same team, like, in a a good 40% of your average American's minds, apparently. The only way Jeff like Bezos is a war. good guy is if his head rolls <laughs> or if he actually, like, just, you know, stops. Remember how he stepped down as CEO, and I and my theory was he was sick of getting shit on all the time publicly. And then the second he steps down as CEO, it comes out that he was the one telling Amazon News to get really snarky and start fighting with senators and stuff, yes. which backfired horribly. Yeah, <laughs> it's like, yep, that is exactly why he did it. He didn't want to get shit on anymore, so he stepped down as CEO. So now he can culture war. So yeah. he can fucking union bust without as many rules. I don't know what the thing is. It's it's weird. For some reason, every time in history, a few people have all the power. Things are shit. It's really <laughs> weird it's the new carnegie and whoever the other ones were yeah. ford yeah and... except the governments were actually more <laughs> effective at handling them before uh, fucking I, ford i th i think the same way that we all managed to teach children with a straight face that gerald was it not gerald ford henry was the ford. ford that actually made the cars henry ford. henry ford was like a I was told in school that Henry Ford basically made America and we need to thank Henry Ford for everything that we have today oh, as Americans because he invented the assembly line. Then you become an adult and you find out that all he cared about was telling people how the Jews are ruling the world and going to kill it. Like he was a QAnon guy circa yeah. the 19, like turn of the century. Henry Ford And I think Bezos, Kellogg, like Bezos is going to be taught in schools as the new Ford if things don't change. It'll be like, oh, you see, then Bezos made America and with his own two hands. Breakfast cereal, <laughs> breakfast cereal and Kellogg, like the brand the guy who founded Come all on. of that was an anti-masturbation religious nut job Stop and made breakfast off. cereal to get people to jerk off less 
This guy is basically one of the worst human beings ever to have lived because the harm that he started is perpetuated to this day. Frosted flakes don't touch your dick. (laughs) I want to say this. Uh, The powerful only trust each other in that way. Like, they only trust each other that they'll another one from that group. But it's not just them. It is all humans have the ability to like that. This gets back to it is tribalism, and the rich are a tribe. And there are different levels of rich in circles in those tribes. And, oh, you got to be careful, because if you have a lot of money, but not enough to outrank the fact that you know you're not white or male how many I, people do we yeah how many people martha do we know stewart that got fucked over so hard yeah compared to all of the white men that walked free doing the exact same thing yeah absolutely <laughs> which eric idol did a about. great song fuck you the fcc which has a line about that in it and i love it dearly oh nice we're about at the end of our session. Jeez, what do we want to finish things up We're at the end of the lip shit couple... section. Okay, uh, so we're doing a segment shit. here. Um, this is the new segment, and this is the fight against futility. Uh, every oh. time we have done one of these episodes, the general uh, feeling I have is, wow, we as three people, and even as all of the furry fandom, is there really anything we can do? So, what no one can wants to hear my answer. we do? My my <laughs> answer is within the realms of capitalism. Any job I'm going to hold, I am at least going to draw those boundaries. I am going to do what I can to lessen the harm in hiring practices. I'm going to do what I can to lessen the harm of messaging. Uh, we went through a an acquisition and had new owners, and some of the original messaging of the new owners. No one was really saying it, but they felt it. And I'm like, these three things they said there are probably lies. And until they come forward and clarify with actionable policies to say otherwise, I'm assuming they are lies. And I'm going to keep saying that in every company meeting that we are being <laughs> lied to. Hmm. I didn't get fired fucking miraculously. And their messaging changed because oh, wow. enough people went, yeah, actually, we agree with Dragor. We don't believe this. We don't want to be part of this. Wow. And so, like, is that changing capitalism? No. Am I affecting change in my immediate circle of existence? Yes. That's why I like the anarcho-syndalism. You, you, you're helping the people around you that you can actually affect because that's all you can do, and it sure feels a lot better than screaming at national politics. That's yes. why boots <laughs> on the ground is better than tweeting. I mean, there's just... <laughs> <laughs> we gotta tweet harder. Tweet harder. <laughs> if we tweet hard enough, Biden will listen Zan- and stop do and do the exact opposite of all the things he's doing now. Xander, what's what's something you either like already do as far as boundary drawing, or what's something you're looking to do? What what is your affecting positive change that we can end today? On? A hope spot. These counts are last. We minute. call that a hope spot in wrestling. Uh. Would you like me to give you a prompt? Because you've been talking about it. Yeah, go ahead. Uh, Both through how you learned about your situation and have identified in Trans Visibility Day. Yes. uh, (laughs) You have had people reach out to you. So do you want to 
talk Absolutely. about that? Um, uh, so I've been very, very open about everything I've been going through. Uh, I thought about not doing that, but this is furry. Everyone knows everything. And, uh, <laughs> well, the, the, the funny thing is I have, I have been openly sexual since the start because I, um, it's okay. I you it can say you're horny. Thing. What's up? You can you're, say you're horny. I'm a horny. Those cornflakes aren't working. Durgan. And uh, I, I, I was drawing this shit before I knew furries actually got together and hung out. I did not know that part until years later. Like, I went through two years of college to seeing furry art on the internet, not realizing people got together. So there was already stuff of me out there. I did not. I did not make that decision <laughs> whether or not. <laughs> to have that part of me out there, so, which is interesting. Uh, so there's already adult stuff of me out there. So I was interesting. I was that boundary. I never had a chance to ever put up, <laughs> which is both a blessing and a curse. <laughs> so, so it is interesting. So, but that that it taught me the what's what's what was interesting about that. I I, I did. Drawings on uh, on these blue blue guppy okaki boards about coming out to my family and dealing with homophobia at work and people really connected to that stuff and it really I I started realizing they they said that affected them and I was like oh shit like you know and then when I came at, well as you said from from one just seeing someone being visible and then me coming out and people saying I too did not know that was available and. It just it happened. Uh, I I don't mean to brag. Eight to ten times of people coming to me saying, and and just giving a base level information of like the WPATH uh, requirements changed two years ago. It made it a uh, uh, transition available to non-binary non-binary folks and stuff like that. Uh, just that base level of information that not everyone knew. I didn't know as of February. So that's my ramble. Yay, uh, Pepper. What are what is your? I was talking about what to do, or like what, what what can we do in live action thing? Well, like what are, what are you personally like already doing? What is something you have done, or what is something specific that you want to do? Ooh, so the way I've been making myself feel better recently, and hopefully have been affecting more direct change on the world, um, is I've 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 started. I used to just give donations to charities who were generally accepted, but the more I've watched, like, wow, we sure watched the, when I say Black Lives Matter, I don't mean the idea of black life having value. That is separate from the company, the registered entity that is BLM, like, incorporated and takes in millions and millions and millions and millions of dollars. Watching them just take in tons of money and then use that money to then send me letters to ask me for more money. What I'm saying is I've started just giving cash to people on the street who want cash. So that way I can guarantee they'll at least use it on fucking drugs or booze for them and not to mail me 15 other brochures asking me for that same $20 again. I've been trying to like the number of people whose cars I've jumped in the last month is almost funny. Like, it's almost like I, it seems like I'm going looking for them, but I've just jumped three people whose cars were dead, mm -hmm. like in parking lots. Nice. I bought after the first one, I just went and got jumper cables. I'm like, oh, people need this. It costs me zero to do this. And it's very easy. And if you've ever had a dead battery, 
someone who jumps you, you might as well have just come down as God themselves for how, like, oh my God, thank you so much. <laughs> You've saved my entire life by, by just like sticking your battery on my car's battery. Yeah. And then try to give someone a, a human version of a, a jump just like talk to people around you assure them that they're not losing their minds that we do live in the same reality and yes the things that are happening are bad <laughs> that's all we do here is <laughs> we you can point at the problem all day mm -hmm. and i wish there was a thing where it's like he and here is how you as a person can do it's funny watching the john oliver shows always end with like the call to action and they're just getting it's it's like um you know, call your senator. Uh. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, because right. you know what he wants realizing. to say, and what he wants it's to so say hopeless. will break, will will draw the ire of the HB owners. Refuse Oof. to work and shut down America's economy, so they must acquiesce to the requests of labor. Yeah, that is how you change things. Yeah, we've General noticed strike. all these we terrible things. Here's a penguin joke. Good night. <laughs> 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 oh fuck i like the stuff he shines spotlights on like i appreciate that aspect yeah can I, keep pointing out to your friends gently how wow that's bad and doesn't have to be bad why is it so bad i think he does as much as he can and and like if he did any more he'd get he'd be fucked <laughs> like unfortunately because yeah he's on hbo well, and then he's just the presenter. It's like a team of 20 writers and various people who are all represented by the three. Right, but okay, so let's, let's, uh, how much time do you have, Pepper? Let's end the show. Let's end the show four minutes ago. I agree. Oh, all right, we'll end. That'll be a rant for a different time. Uh, remind me, I want to rant about John Oliver, Stephen Colbert, and John Stewart. Sounds great. Sure. And left it's not the way you think, because media. I adore all three of them. I, yeah, I hear you. All right. Oh, let's do a for the edit. Let's do a goodbye. I mean, Dragor, I have been you, the you impromptu cascade. quote unquote host. I am Dragor. I'm Zan. I am Pepper. Oh, I'm Xander. <laughs> this has been the three. Last we could just all go on at once. Thank you and good night. Bye. Bye. -bye.